0: Log Talk Radio. to the one ten nation sports show i'm your host mr c j sports you can follow me at mr c j sports you can follow the one ten nation at one ten nation you can check us out on facebook my personal fan page mr c j sports the one ten nation you follow the one or you collect like the one ten nation at one ten nation sports Lord have mercy it's been a long time it's been a few weeks since i've been in the studio glad to be I'm glad to be home. <laughs> Glad to be back in the studio. A lot's happened over the last few weeks. We'll get into that here in a second. First and foremost, gotta say happy birthday to my dude, my 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 son, 15 years old today. Um, crazy, crazy. Um, seems like just yesterday. Uh, I'm sitting in the in that hospital and uh, having having him, well, not having him, but being here, um, so big shout outs to my dude, crazy thing is I hate being called dude, like I think that's like the most white thing to be called a hey, dude, but you know, that's my dude, um, so he, he, he ended up getting stuck with the nickname dude, um, it's one I even got, uh, until recently, um, uh, uh, more so he spent last Christmas break with us and this last summer, the whole summer, um, whole summer break with us. Um, even my brothers, his uncles like, yo, what's his real name? Like, oh, we know him as his dude. <laughs> um, but, uh, big shout out to, um, my son, Jacob, uh, turning 15 today. Hope he had the, uh, the, the best of best birthdays and uh, many more. So uh, big shout-out to my dude. Um, glad to be back in the studio. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. I don't think I've been in the studio since um, the NFL season has actually kicked off. Um, between understaffing is, of course, I don't think I've been in the studio since. I think I've been in the studio since I got married, if I'm not, mistaken, Um And I'll, I'm pulling that up right now to make sure. I don't wanna misquote any facts on that, as we do have the One Ten Nation sports Radio network contest going on um yes, yeah, so I've been in the studio since I've been married, but I've not been in the studio since august twenty fifth no I think that yeah august twenty fifth last show I was on um as uh coming back off of the wedding and the honeymoon and being under staff, trying to play catch up with everything. Um, got one kid that's a warriorette, one kid that's an archery, one kid that's in soccer, all kids going to church, um, like I said, once again being understaffed, then getting ready for this amazing opportunity that I was a part of in last week, last Sunday, um, to this last Saturday, I was in Cancun, Mexico an all expense all expense paid trip um, by my company, um, for being amongst the best of the, well, I was the best in my market. I was the only one from my entire market that got to go on this trip. Um, so Brandy and myself got an opportunity to go to Cancun. Um, basically we spent a week (laughs) next to a pool drinking, eating, and chilling. Um, I, I probably have the best, uh, second best tan that I've had going into October. Um, best uh that might be the best tan. The only other tan time I had tan like this was um when actually my son and my son's mother and I separated and she took the only working vehicle and I had to bike it ten miles each way. Um uh, for about a month stretch. Um it was perfectly sunny every day in North Carolina when that happened, so I had a very good tan in October. Um but uh Learned a lot of things, um, wish I would have done a few things differently. Um, I was under the impression all the excursions and all the activities was uh, paid for, and it was not. I mean, don't get me wrong, um, the flight was taken care of, all the food, all the drinks, the room, everything else was taken care of. Like, we didn't have to come out of pocket. The only thing we really had to come out of pocket if you wanted to do anything outside of the resort. and. Uh, any souvenirs which we we brought back a little little something for everybody um, so uh, we did do that um, just flying into Houston nobody told us the gate changed and so here they are boarding at gate C 15 which that's what our ticket says and they're talking about Orange County and Brandy's like I, I don't think that uh, We're at the right gate, and I was like, "This is what it takes." Maybe Cancun's in Orange County, in Orange County, maybe it's Orange County, Mexico. And uh, so I made a phone call to uh, one of the other market managers. Uh, We call market managers, but district managers in most other companies. I know it can't change. Matter of fact, we're on the plane already. Um, you, You might want to get moving. And she's like, "It took us like 30 minutes to get across the airport." And so we hauled ass. We ran through the airports. We got lucky. The only reason we made this flight, with about two minutes to spare before they cut off boarding, was the train that you actually had to take from one part of the airport to the other part of the airport just so happened to be pulling up when we got to that part, and we were able to get on there. It was the only. It takes you there, and then it comes back it it's just one. It's the only place where you have to take the train to get there. And so. Made that flight, flew into the uh, Cancun uh, airport, and well, Lord have mercy to, to go somewhere where you have no idea what anything says, what anybody's saying. Um, you you get to the bottom floor of as you're trying to get out of the airport, and you've got car rental companies, uh, timeshare people, everything coming at you. Not understanding, what they're saying all kind of pulling at you every which direction get outside the door. There's a whole Dagon peaky bar right outside the door selling shots of liquor and everything else. And another 6,000 people pulling at you. Um, but we get there. Um, great time. Hmm. Phenomenal time. Um, hour behind. So uh, I had to adjust to that a little bit. I've had to adjust being back. Um, because of course, you know they had activities going on, really cool things going on every night. So we were up till ten, eleven o'clock their time, so eleven to twelve o'clock their uh, our time. And of course, I'm used to being up at 3.30, three thirty, three three thirty in the morning. Um, so I'm still adjusting back to that time frame. Um, but we would get up their time, uh, or well, their time close to eight o'clock, our time more like six thirty, seven o'clock. We go eat. We would go get changed, and we would sit down at the bar. Uh, Bars are open at about ten o'clock. I found myself drinking from about ten a.m. till ten p.m. at night. Um, I have no intentions of drinking any type of alcohol anytime soon. I've had my my fair share, full share of alcohol. Um, I'm good on that. Um, wasn't hot. Um, like I like I didn't even wear sunblock the entire time. Did not burn one single bit. Uh, like I said, I'm nice and nice and golden tan here. Um, but the humidity, oh, my Lord, that um, was one of the things I was glad to get away from North Carolina from, and in comparison to North Carolina, um, North Carolina has nothing on New Mexico when it comes to that humidity. Um, I had to be in a T-shirt or a button-up shirt or something to go into the restaurants. Um, got to try a lot of new things, learn some things that I liked, didn't like. Um, but by the time I'd get out of the restaurant, and go back to the room to change into a tank top and the swimming trunks, go back downstairs to the pool, I'd have to literally peel my my white beater or t-shirt off me because it would be soaking wet. Not that that was hot. I Never once thought it was hot ever. And there was a few times they even commented, out, "This breeze feels good. Like it feels nice." But I was still sitting there sweating from the humidity. Um, flight back was uh, a whole another. Well, matter of fact, you had to take a COVID test on the way back before you went back, the day before. Um, Randy said it was like a concentration camp. <laughs> you, you go upstairs, and you got some people sitting on some side, one side. You got people sitting on the other side, and they call six at a time go back there. And uh, you had two groups of six sitting at a different sides of the room, and then you got this person with gloves and a hazmat suit and mask and everything else on. And then they come and do their swipe and everything, and uh, – you watch them, I was number five, she was number six in our group, and you watch them read the test on one, two, three, throws them away, so they're good. Reads number four, looks at mine twice, throws it away, and then he looks at Brandy's like three, turns it like three times and picks it up twice and lays it back down, and by this time Brandy is starting to freak out because you can't get stuck in Cancun. Um, unfortunately, there was somebody two doors down, obviously they got, COVID-19, the security was standing outside the door for like the last two days we were there. You got quarantine for 14 days, so you're stuck there. Um, But flying back, that was a whole other, getting into the airport, still not understanding really anything. Now you got new forms you got to fill out, Q-Code questionnaires that you had to fill out. You got to test, you got to show um you have a paper that you got on your way in now you got to make sure you have on the way out you got your vaccination card that they never once looked at so i got a vaccination really for nothing so i was a test test rat for no reason at all but something that obviously has not made a difference in my life or many people's lives um we made the comments of all those that left, was going to leave us at Houston Airport on the way there. Look, I'm going to keep you all within an arm distance from us because obviously you're just going to leave us wherever anyway. Um, then we get to Houston, and you think an hour and a half layover. Plenty of time, right? <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. After, like, two security checkpoints, customs, dog, drug-snipping dog, and everything else, We literally had enough time to go for one plane, get through all that, buy a sandwich, and get about two bites into it. We're loading on the next plane to head to uh, Cincinnati. Um, But anyway, um, we'll do it again in a heartbeat. I had a a phenomenal time. Um, I I do miss sitting as much as I am not ready to have alcohol back here in the United States. I had my, like I said, fair share. I literally drank from 10 o'clock in the morning. As a matter of fact, that Sunday night I had a few drinks, not a lot. But the rest of the week, that Monday through uh, Friday, I had literally drank probably from 10 a.m. until 10, 11 o'clock at night. Uh, but I, I do miss Jesus. I, I wouldn't mind. I'd still be sitting poolside with really no cares in the world drinking either Miami Vices or um, Blue Hawaiians or Captain and Cokes or anything else that I'd ventured into, Scooby Doo's, um, Don, Don, whatever tequila we was drinking. Um, but, uh, glad to be back, but way back stateside at the same time, we got to get focused going to Gallenburg this weekend, going to North Carolina daughter got married a year ago next weekend. Um, because of COVID was not able to have a reception, all that. So they're doing a reception the following weekend. So get to go down there and be with the family and get experience that with them. But also the other, the other, the big thing, was in that three-week stretch period of time I put on over 20 pounds. Good Lord, between the drinking and the eating, and trying things and not doing nothing, but laying there next to a pool. I mean, I, I, I told Brandy, I was like, look, every once in a while, I got to do a lap back and forth. I said, I feel like I got to get some kind of exercise in. And that was my uh, exercise for the whole entire week was just to go from one side of the pool back to the other side of the pool. And that was really it. Um, but been been uh, back in the gym all week. Um, did some door dashing this week, getting things situated so that I can pull out uh Friday with the family, go down to Gatlinburg, do the annual Gatlinburg trip with my moms and uh um, get ready for the rest of this football season. Um and, and get ready for North Carolina and then uh we're 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 fall. We're in we're we're in Christmas season. We're we're in playoffs and bowl games and everything else. So um great time of year. Um, NASCAR in their playoffs they got their twelve man field set. Um, you missed talks about that last night um, race chat live 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network on Monday night all you got to do is catch the replay um, and of course Thursday night you got uh, Southern Dirt Track Report 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network you guys do a phenomenal job on uh, on Thursday night so make sure you guys check that out and uh, glad to be back here in the studio Tuesday night 8 o'clock here for the 110 Nation Sports Show um we got 3 weeks of NFL in the books. Um We 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 got an interesting start to the season. We we got the expected, the unexpected and the start of a season. <laughs> um However, you want to look at this, you can look at it which way you want to look at it. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are one botched punt away from being 0 and 3, or being a Cleveland fan where one botched fumble punt away from being 3 and 0. As of course, week one um, essentially came down to a botched punt. We were up late in the game. Um, we we could have uh, punted that ball, maybe held them, and uh, you know came out victorious. And we've gone on to win the next two games. This last weekend looked very impressive against the Chicago Bears. Instead, we uh, first point of the game, and uh, that that uh, we had to experience, and it goes through his fingers, and it's it's horrible. And the Kansas City Chiefs end up winning that game, their only game of the season. Uh, got a lot, being a lot made of. Both sides of the field. First of all, you got uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh my God, Kansas City Chiefs one and two, botch punt away from actually being zero and three. Are are they that desperate that they would go out and sign Josh Gordon, who's not been able to play a full? I don't think he's ever played a full entire season um, due to his drug issues. Yes, they would go out and sign Josh. I don't think they're that desperate. Um, I, I think that. I think the Chiefs got comfortable. They've gotten comfortable how they did things, the success that came with the things that they did, and they thought that they could go out once again, 2021, and do the same thing. That two years ago it led them to the Super Bowl and victorious in the Super Bowl. Last year it led them to the Super Bowl. We're going to chalk up not win Super Bowl because you face Tom Brady and uh, basically a team that was put together to be Super Bowl champions. So we're going to do the same thing, and we're going to be better prepared if we got to go against Tam- Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's not how things go. And, and that's where the mentality of – some of these organizations and players, just like Lamar Jackson, and everybody thought about it, nobody's figured out. Yes, they figured out Lamar Jackson. That's why he is still unable to take his team deep into the playoffs, and that's why he's still unable to have a successful passing career and depends on his legs because they figured him out, and now you're depending on Justin Tucker to kick a 66-yard field goal or you late in the game pulling off, Uh, last-second, you know, uh, end-of-the-game score to put yourself in the position where you're at when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Teams adjust and adapt. Uh, Cam Newton came out. Um, Michael Vick came out. Colin Kaepernick came out. Teams adjusted these hybrid run first, throw second quarterbacks, they got less and less effective once teams adjusted. Same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs. You came out to you, you, you had all these weapons. You had this quarterback that just kinda of just flung it everywhere. And I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. Uh he he's made some of the craziest sidearm passes. He is he has pulled some rabbits out the hats and you you got Kelsey, you got Tyreek Hill, you got all these these pieces in this defense. <laughs> But at the end of the day, you rolled into 2021 thinking that you was going to do the same thing that you did the last two years because it led you to two two Super Bowls back to back, winning one, losing one, chalking it up to okay, we we played the goats. Um, they they put the Super Team, and I hate using the word Super Team when it comes to the NFL because it's, it's much deeper than that. You're, you're looking at 53 man rosters, not five five people with a couple of people in rotations like the the, the, the Brooklyn Nets or the L A Lakers of basketball. The Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, we can go on with the super teams. Um, but I mean the end of the day, you know, Tampa Bay went out and and got a bunch of veteran players, good veteran players that when it was all said and done, they they hoisted the Vince Lombardi trophy and that was it. Um, but you roll it into 2021 thinking you was going to roll in with the same game plan and don't get me wrong you you got other things factor into it andy Reid's kid going through um the courts and the lawsuits and everything else with that dui that uh, i believe the kid is still in the hospital from that from last year's playoffs and everything else you got going on uh, you know there, there's multiple factors that are also playing into you know what's going on inside the organization but essentially, you kind of just brought back the same team. You didn't. You, you lost a piece um, as one of your receivers. And I know off the top of my head I should know which receiver, and I cannot think of the receiver off the top of my head, that decided not to return. But you didn't bring every last piece back. Not that that piece was a deciding factor. But you... You pretty much essentially brought back the same team, re-signed everybody, and assumed that you were going to roll in with the same game plan, that everybody was going to just continuously not improve study film and continue to let you do the things that you've been doing year in and year out. That's that's not how this was going to roll. Now, what's, what's going on the flip side, the, the Cleveland Browns? Uh, being a Cleveland Browns fan, you, well, you know, we're just – um one botch punt away from being 3-0 out of all the games honestly that was the most impressive game um you 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 held you you were competitive until the ends you 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 lost one possession score with the best team in the nfl over the last two years um, a team that went and won a Super Bowl, a team that returned and lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, a team that projected was projected to be the AOC representative. Um, as a matter of fact, the team that most people project you to play in the AOC championship and lose to, that's the only team you lose to. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I'm not going to... Uh, You know, knock the Cleveland Browns, Uh, it it, it hurt that that's how you lost the game. Um, But honestly, that was the game that, out of all the games, that was most impressive to me out of the three games that we played so far. Um, Because I'm not going to... Am not going to hold a lot of weight into you beating up on the Chicago Bears when you uh, you go against a rookie quarterback, an organization that seems to continuously dig their own grave. You 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 moved up in the draft to get a Mitch Kavinsky that you should have seen all the signs. I mean you. you Come on, you just quarterback at UNC and didn't have that much success at UNC. How did you think that was going to translate in the NFL? Um, then you bring in Nick Foles. That doesn't seem to go over well—not well enough that you bring in now Andy Dalton, and now you're having to start Justin Fields. Um, You know, I got in this conversation about Justin Fields. I felt that he left Ohio State too early, that, you know, they're about we played college football for a few years. No, he transferred from Georgia. Well, he was in the – obviously, he didn't get the starting role, and that's why he transferred out. He went to Ohio State. Yes, he had a successful one year at Ohio State, um, but that doesn't translate into many games, a successful career, and everything else. I'm not a fan of, and he might play the COVID season, so he might have had two seasons. I can't remember who our quarterback was last year. Um, I'm not big on these quarterbacks having one good year, maybe two good years, and and be out, especially in these bigger programs. Um, I mean, let's be honest: our Ohio States, our Alabamas, our LSU's. We play three or four top programs. Then you spend the other eight games or so beating up on... Last week, we beat up on Akron. Big whoopee-doo. So our rookie true freshman quarterback that we've not started a true freshman quarterback in however long looked great. Yeah, you you beat up on Akron. D.J. Stroud, the week before, we beat up on whoever we played. Looked good. Well, that's nice, but... When we lost the previous week to Oregon, that was not the same conversation. Um, I feel that these quarterbacks get, a, and I told him, I was like, "Where did what happened to Cordell Jones? What happened to J.T. Barrett? What happened to Trier Prior or Terrell Pryor? What happened?" We 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 can go the list on and on. Even just Ohio State quarterbacks said, okay, they had a great year or a great couple of years, and they felt that they were ready for the NFL. Just like Urban Meyer is experiencing down in Jacksonville, that, you know, this this is different. This is like you play in Alabama every week. I, I try, and I have this conversation almost every show. There's a big difference when when you've got to play a bunch of water down, and there's nothing against the NCAA. I'm not talking down About college football, I'm not saying that you know college football doesn't have a, a, you know, uh, basically a farm system and and a great way to groom these young men into NFL players. But let's be honest, you only got so many five-star slots at every school. Once Ohio State, Ohio State fills up their five-star slots, and then it's the next school. Then there's the next school, and and to the next school so then then it becomes less and less five stars across the board and you have a couple of schools your alabama your ohio state and so on that are full of five stars four stars three stars the other schools now you got three stars and two stars and one stars and whatever they can get free scholarships very rarely do you have a bunch of walk-ons that are going to get free rides now you now you're counting on players that at first got to pay their way and if they prove themselves they can pick up scholarships but now you got a watered down system now now you got ohio state playing in akron that maybe has one five-star recruit if they're lucky if not more likely probably have some three stars two stars one stars and and that that's probably even being generous um it's not like they're playing 32 it's not like they're playing alabama lsu oregon um georgia uh Michigan State, some uh, Penn State, every week this, they got their Akron's in there. They got you know um, Toledo's in there. They you know they they got these these give me games in between that the you got two hundred what two hundred some odd Division one schools. The talent's got to get spread around because the, if a five star has a free knows they got a free scholarship and they don't get to go to their first college choice, they're going to go to the second. They're going to go to the third. Whatever the whatever the open spot is. Is where they're going to go. They're not going to go pay to play somewhere when they can get a free ride and go play at another big college program or college program. And then, and then on top of that, if they feel that they're not getting the opportunity with this whole transfer portal that they got going on, now you got college players bouncing from school to school to school until they they find their opportunity. And Jesse Fields is one of those that bounced from Georgia to Ohio State, didn't get the opportunity what he wanted in Georgia, so he came and played in Ohio State. Um, you know we, we had a great run with them, but that's that's basically what I'm getting at. Versus the NFL, you got the 32 best of the 32 best. So when Justin Fields goes six for 20 for 68 total yards in his debut, it's to be expected. You you got a rookie quarterback put into week three against the defense that was rated in one of the top, towards the top five at least in the entire NFL with the upgrades we made. Um, Basically going against the Alabamas and the Ohio States of the NFL. Completely different. It's not like, you know, Chicago Bears went against Jacksonville. Now, if they would have won Jacksonville, maybe the game would have been a little bit better. Maybe the turnout would have been different. But you had your debut against Cleveland, who is projected to go to the AFC Championship game. I don't know if we're gonna make it there or not, but that's what you know. That's the odds favors are, is them in Kansas City. I'm not going to put a lot of weight into what I've seen because then the other week was Houston, but Houston's got a whole shit show going on. Now you got Tyreugh Taylor running the uh, offense. Nothing against him. Um, but it's not Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson who he's got his whole his whole ordeal going on and the massages and masseuses and the sexual harassment and everything else. So um, we we've had one legitimate opponent this year, one possession game, one one possession score separated us from winning and losing. The botch punt. Um, obviously, we we could have won that game. Game I'm most impressed with. Um, But we are sitting 2-1, so I'll take that. Um, Aaron Rodgers um, and the Green Bay Packers have managed to turn around what looked like an ugly 0-1 coming off of all the turmoil, all the rumors, all the talks. He was even going to play this year. Um, Did some guest hosting of Jeopardy and talk about not playing and not playing for the Green Bay Packers and everything else. Week one, gets blown out by 35 points, the worst uh, showing of the Green Bay Packers in 51 years. Um, To turn around and win last week and then last, uh, not last night, but Sunday. um, 37 seconds left on the clock, 49ers. Why why would you give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds, no timeouts, thinking that was going to be a game? Aaron Rodgers takes the Green Bay Packers down, sets up so Green Bay can kick a game-winning field goal, now we're sitting two and one, and kind of hushing the naysayers. Cowboy fans, you crack me up. Uh, you lose week one, you manage to pull off a win in week two, and then now Cowboy Nation is loud and proud because you beat up on a sorry Philadelphia team. Um, It'd be like the Browns beating their chest and and going on and on because we beat a Houston team who's probably going to finish towards the bottom of the NFL. I'd be willing to bet probably tops or bottom seven to ten team in the NFL. And Chicago Bears, which the way things are looking, probably bottom ten team in the NFL. That'd be like us beating on our chests because we beat them teams. Um, that's enough. And Philadelphia, the way things are looking, you're probably bottom 10, 15 teams. Cowboys might be the best of the AFC East, but that's not saying a lot. The AFC East has been, or I'm sorry, the NFC East has been one of the weaker divisions um, in the NFL over the last handful of years. And that's really your best outing so far, Um uh, other takes from the first 3 weeks of uh the NFL. Raiders and Denver both 3 and 0. Um Denver with Teddy Bridgewater at the quarterback position was kind of surprising to me. Oakland not not so much. Oakland, you know, this has been a whole work in progress for for Oakland over the last 3 years or so that um uh God, I can see his face right now, but I cannot think of the gag on coach. i to keep wanting to call him Chucky. Um Oh Lord. The coach of the Oakland Raiders, so <laughs> top my head why I'm drawing a blank. Um, it, it's been a process. Um, you, you knew this was going to take some years. There was a lot of things we questioned getting rid of uh, Amari Cooper, getting rid of Khalil Mag. but here now we're sitting with Oakland 3-0. I'm not all in on it. Um, when it's all said and done, we get to the end of the season, I think Kansas City will still own this division. I think Kansas City will make the adjustments they need to make. Um, they they will probably pick up a piece or two outside of Josh Gordon um, and, and make some adjustments. Um, Oakland will be Oakland. Oakland seems to either be hot the first half or second half of the season, they never seem to um, have a, a whole season together. to kind of remind me of the Atlanta Falcons, um, and I, I don't expect Denver Broncos to continue on their um, their pace and and continue doing what they're doing as well. Pittsburgh, um, they, they got <laughs> they got life to figure out there. Um, obviously, it is time to move on from the Ben Roethlisberger era. Um, he's brought them championships. He's brought them a bunch of winning seasons. Um, but the Steeler team, don't do it this year, though. Um, not that I think Dwayne Haskins is going to um, all of a sudden make a difference and be a threat to the Cleveland Browns. But I, I would like to enjoy this year beating up on the Steelers twice and not seeing the player the Steelers in the playoffs. That would That would be a nice thing. Um, since the riding high, I think they're sitting two and one. Um, not putting a lot of weight in the, um, in the, the, the Cincinnati. I get to go see them. I think November 7th or some point early November, I expect Cleveland win both those games. Um, we are the better team. Um, genuinely are the better team when it comes to the Ohio teams. Um, what others? takeaways from this NFL season so far. Carolina being 3-0, and uh, I'm not putting a lot of weight in either of that, uh, is, and that as well. They've played the Jets, the Houston Texans, and one other sorry team. A, a lot of people, especially Carolina, a lot of Carolina have, uh, friends on my Facebook. Um, you, you've seen a lot of that on my timeline. This reminds me of that 15-1 and season which you played nobody with a winning record. And then the first time you played someone with a winning record other than Arizona, that was your other winning, you lost. Um, you, you beat up on nobody all year round or all year long. So far, that's kind of where you're at now. You're beating up on nobody. Um, when you actually start playing somebody of some kind of caliber, then let's let's talk about Carolina. But right now, Houston, Jets, no. Um Chargers sitting two and one looked very impressive. Rams, let's, let's talk about the Rams. Um three and um, Looked um look very impressive. Um they are the uh um one of the, the hottest teams in the uh NFL right now. Uh, Matthew Stafford being out there has definitely uh made a difference and a lot of excitement out there um, with the Rams as they uh, ended up beating Tampa Bay, um, Tampa Bay getting that loss and, you know, a lot of conversations uh, about the Ram or the uh, Tampa Bay and uh, concerns with Tom Brady and everything else to do through for 400 yards, no interception. I think he even had a touchdown, um, which is, I think it was, if I heard the report correctly, that's the first time it's ever even happened in Tom Brady's uh, career. Matthew Stafford, 343 yards, four touchdowns. Rams just simply um, played a better game, simply have gotten it figured out at the start of the season. Um, teams are going to have to adjust to having Matthew Stafford back there versus having Jared Goff back there. Um, it's one of those things, just like the Kansas City Chiefs, just, just teams are going to watch film, te- teams are going to study, Uh, I mean, teams are going to make adjustments. I guarantee if we go into the NFC Championship and it comes down to the Rams and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's going to win it. Um, That's just the bottom line. That's just how it's going to roll. Um, Seattle having their woes right now, um, one and two. Lost the last couple games. Lost, well, I think I remember hearing lost three of the last four, eight of the last nine, something like that. Um, Seattle figured out. Seattle will end up winning that di- well, no, I'm gonna say they win the division. That's how the Rams keep rolling. Um, I, I wouldn't count them out at least for a wild card. San Francisco, I, I think the, you knew going in the season when you were talking about Trey Lance and um Jimmy Garoppolo both being the quarterback and possible split roles and everything else, that there was uncertainty what direction they were going to and what um, what the team was looking like and that's where we're at at this point is the team is kind of lost in their way and does not have a clear path to getting to the final destination Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into uh, four games I'm going to give my my thoughts my predictions Um, who I think is going to uh, come out victorious Um, before we jump into a couple of things. And, I mean, it's already 40 minutes into this hour, and uh, (laughs) I got so much, so many things. It'll take me a few weeks to get caught up with a lot of things. Um, Right out the gate, Thursday night game. I, I wish this would have been a better matchup. I think this is going to be a very lopsided game. Um, unfortunately, you got a coach that has not coached for a few years coming out of the studio to go from used to coaching basically programs that was full of five-star recruits in Florida and Ohio State um, to coaching what was the worst team in the NFL the previous year. Hence, that's why they didn't have the number one draft pick, why to this day still – did they draft, Trevor Lawrence, as the number one draft pick, a quarterback that isn't really honestly not proven anything, and we've gone over this numerous times, that he's really beaten nobody but a bunch of crappy ACC teams, a injured, uh, ridden Alabama team, and beat an Ohio State team the first time, face off one of the worst calls in Fiesta Bowl history. Once things were figured out, hey, Ohio State put the wally whopping on them. Um, so uh, Jacksonville 0 and 3. I think Jacksonville is going to be a long, rough year. I, I don't know if Urban Meyer is going to make it through this year. Um, I think we're seeing the true colors of Trevor Lawrence and what it's like to not have the silver uh, silver spoon um, feeding you all the time. Um, Everybody talked about well, this was his first the first time he's ever lost a regular season game, so he came out of a conference in high school that he went to the best high school. Um, I, there's been players that have gone to our high school, not recently. We've been horrible the last few years. Um, but there, there's been players that have probably never seen a regular season loss um, and then went on to play at Ohio State um, and, and not had a regular season loss. Um, it can happen. And, and so in and even just the right situations, um, you played in the ACC. I, I hate that stat being thrown out there that he never lost a regular season game, um, up until Jacksonville. Um, because most of your games were either ACC games, or there was like four of them that were like horrible out of conference games, Sun Belt teams, teams that were just horrible. Um, and then you played two SEC teams in the regular season and. One of the years, one of them wasn't ranked, and the other one was barely ranked, I think. And the other season, both of them either weren't ranked or were ranked. I, I forget. Um, they, they It wasn't like you were playing Alabama in the middle of the season and playing LSU. You played, like, South Carolina and somebody else or something. I forget what the um, – I had a whole article about it. Um, but uh, Cincinnati, um, and this also sucks because I want to see Cleveland – continue to run for that number one spot as they're tied with, uh, Cincinnati, the two on one, two and one record. Um, but this is going to be a give me game for Cincinnati at home against one of the worst teams in the NFL, uh, against a rookie quarterback, a rookie coach, uh, a quarterback that has really not proven anything up to this point. Um, it's just going to be a horribly lopsided game. I, I think Cincinnati blows out this game. Like I said, I'm not, it's not even so much the fact that I don't want Cincinnati to win, and that's why it's be a bad game. I just think, I hate the standalone game to be blowout games. Um, I always want to be right, and so, you know, I'm picking Cincinnati, and, but I, I want it to be a close game, you know, and I do football pools, so, you know, of course, I always want to be on the right side, but I, if i got to watch, if there's only one game on TV, and that's what i got to watch, especially a game like this that I really don't care about and two teams that I would really just rather see lose, if i got to pull for one of them, I at least like it to be an interesting close game, and I just don't see that happening um, with the Cincinnati-Jacksonville game. Um, next game on the list is the Washington Redskins and the Atlanta Falcons, uh, both one and two, um, both not starting off the season. Um, that they wanted to. A lot of people thought that the high-powered defense from Washington was going to help them um, be the beast of the East, and that's not been the case. Atlanta. Um, a lot of people had a lot, a lot, a lot of, of hopes, especially with no Drew Brees. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the Saints. <laughs> the whole Jameson Winston. I, I don't know how or why you got stuck. Um, and then everybody thought Carolina, especially with Sam Darnold going over there, that that was not going to go well and at least start off the season. Um, And then, um, who am I missing? The Saints, the Panthers. Um, Wow, I am told to draw the Saints. Why am I drawing a blank of the The NFC South? Oh, Tampa Bay. Um, You know, everybody just expected Tampa Bay to be your division winners and then Atlanta be able to run and be that one of the top seed wild card and is not start off that season. Like I said, though, Atlanta's one of those teams that they hardly ever put a full season together. They start off hot and fade, or they slowly start and then come on strong at the end. Um, we'll we'll see how it goes. I think Atlanta wins this game at home. Houston at Buffalo. Um, Houston, everybody excited. Tyra Taylor finally got that opportunity after losing the starting position more than one time, um, and especially with Cleveland with the getting hurt, then um, um, Baker Mayfield coming in and to kind of taking that spot. And same thing had happened before uh, when, when Buffalo drafted who they drafted and, uh, you know, all, all, all was written history in Buffalo as well. Um, Tyro Taylor has the opportunity to go back in Buffalo and seek revenge. I just don't see it happen. I think there's a lot of issues going on in the Houston organization. Buffalo is favored to win this divi- their division. I see Buffalo at home. Um, I see the Buffalo Mafia taking down Houston. Chicago at home against Detroit. Detroit 0-3. Um Detroit is not as bad as that 0-3 looks. Uh, I mean, a 66-yard longest field goal ever bounces off the bottom of the uprights. Justin Tucker puts Baltimore over top of Detroit. If not, Detroit has a win last weekend, and, you know, it changes the the narrative of the conversation. Um, I think Chicago makes adjustments if it be Andy Dalton or it be – Nick Foles back at the quarterback position. I don't see Justin Fields being back behind center this week. I think Chicago at home will be Detroit, though, and uh, have Detroit starting off uh, 0-4. Um, Carolina rolls into Dallas. I schedule just got hard for you, Carolina. Um, this is your first tough opponent. Dallas, you're beating up on, um, once again, another opponent that's not really that great. 3-0 and doesn't. That is not a true accurate reading of this Carolina Panther team. Like I said, you beat Houston, you beat the the um, New York Jets. I'm not sure who the first point uh, opponent was, but it was another easy opponent as well. Um Dallas at home. Indianapolis rolls into Miami. Um I see Miami at home winning this game. Um Indianapolis uh, the whole Carson Wentz thing obviously was not how they envisioned it when they back when they signed him. Uh, we all kind of knew this was the path that was going to play out. They didn't envision envision, envision it. So um, Cleveland rolls into Minnesota. I like to see Cleveland continuing the momentum. This is a little bit stronger of a test. Still a one and two Minnesota team, but this is not still once again not a true reading of this Minnesota team. Um, a player or two here, or there, and the Vikings are sitting three and zero instead of one and two. Not that I'm saying that they're a, a strong three and zero team. They would be one of those Carolina three and zero teams, but once again, they're better. The one and two record does not give us a true indication of this Minnesota Viking team. But I think Minnesota or Cleveland, um, Kevin Stefanski. Old head office coordinator, offensive coordinator of Minnesota, goes in, and Cleveland does his thing, take themselves 3-1 and one to keep themselves in contention, tied for first place with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Um, the Giants 0-3, the Saints 2-1. I think that the Saints continue back to their winning ways. They win, they lost, they win. I think they win again. Um, Giants just looking horrible. I think Judge, the um, head coach, is on his way out the door. I think uh, we're going to see some more transitions with the Giants throughout this season and to finish the season up. I don't think it gets any better for the Giants this year, Um, Saints at home. Tennessee 2-1, Jets. I I don't think anybody's picked the Jets to win any football games in the last handful of years that I can even recall. Um, Why why start picking um, the Jets to win any games now? Tennessee um, goes into New York wins, well actually New Jersey and wins over the uh the New York Jets. Kansas City 1 and 2, Philadelphia 1 and 2. Once again, I feel that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will make adjustments. The Kansas City Chiefs are better than this 1 and 2 record. Um I still think that they will find themselves in an AFC Championship game or they're close to um but more likely in the AFC Championship game. Philadelphia not that good of a team um Kansas City rolls in Andrew Andrew Reed goes in beats his previous team um the Philadelphia Eagles um and takes Kansas City to two and two and continues to put the nail in the coffin for the Philadelphia Eagles um we got a 3-0 Cardinal team and a 3-0 Rams team Rams at home much better team in my opinion than the Arizona Cardinals um, I think too much is made of this Arizona Cardinal team. I, I think there's more smoke um, than there is of actual fire. I like what I see out of the Los Angeles Rams at this point so far. I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams, one and two. Seattle Seahawks, two and one. San Francisco Forty ers I mean, granted, 37 seconds separates the Forty ers from being three and zero versus that 2-1-1 record, but Seattle, things are going to turn around, and uh, I think this week's beginning of us uh, starting to see things get turned around. I see Seattle going into Seattle, or I see Seattle going into San Francisco um, and, and taking this one, getting everybody tied of But 2-1-2, at least on that side of the board getting them closer to uh, the Cardinals who will fall 3 and one and with the Los Angeles Rams get up on 4-0. and um, Baltimore into Denver. Denver will get their first loss. Like I said, Denver is not a true 3-0 and team. Um, I see them falling back towards the Kansas City. Kansas City taking over that. I think Kansas City's biggest run will be those Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Um, but um, Baltimore... I mean, granted, they're a 66-yard field goal away from being a 1-2 and two team, um, but they are a better team than the 3-0 Denver Broncos. I got Denver – or, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Uh, Pittsburgh, 1-2, and two, travels into Green Bay. Uh, unless they do a complete makeover, um, this is going to be a lopsided game. Green Bay all day at home over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tampa Bay <laughs> – Tom Brady travels back to New England to face those one and two Patriots. I don't see it being a, especially coming off this loss against the Rams. Um, I I don't see it being a friendly um, Tom Brady um, outing or a fun experience for the Patriots um, or the Patriots fan base to see Tom Brady back in their stadium. Um, I'm going to get the take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go three and one and take uh, control. Um, Well, not take control, tie up with the Carolina Panthers for the top spot in the NFC South, but back on where they belong. Um, And the Patriots continue to fall and uh, um, watch the the whole Mac Jones uh, experiment continue to unfold. And then Las Vegas rolls into the Chargers. This is probably going to be the toughest matchup of the week. Um, I don't think the Raiders are ready to go 4-0. I think Los Angeles ties this up, and I think the AFC West gets to be a very interesting race. I think we'll see a 3-1 uh, Chargers, a 3-1 Raiders, a 3-1 Broncos, and a 2-2 uh, Chiefs after this week. Um, and, and so those are my picks for this uh, this week um, in the NFL's, NFL season. Um can't wait to be back in the studio Tuesday night. I'm going to jump into some college football stuff and uh, talk about Ohio State. Um, I think uh, too many of my Buckeye fan, friends, fans, fan friends. There you go. Uh, walking around the chest out a little bit too, uh, too hard. So, um, you, you beat nobody. You beat Akron. Come on. Um, so, we're going to jump in and talk uh, some football next week. And, of course, recap week four, get ready for week five. Um, and NASCAR in the round of 12, we're going to get into some of that. Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, we're really eager to see how that continues on. Um, don't forget, Monday night, you guys can catch Race Chat live right here, 8 o'clock on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Thursday night, yes, two nights from the night, you got Southern Dirt Track Report. Um, 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Then, of course, I'm here Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, the 110 Nation Sports Show. You guys can uh, follow us on Twitter, at 110 Nation. Like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Um, Thursday night. Make sure you guys are here. Check them out. Um, Until next time.